there are things around you that are hidden in plain sight by people who have a very good secret. All right, neurons, looks like we meet again for the first time, huh? Welcome back to another episode of the Neon Neuron Podcast. Let's hear it for Wiz Wars with his phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. Let's hear it for his fantastic song, Game Boy Rock. That is the intro music. And let's also hear it for the guru of this blessed podcast, Duncan Trussell from the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, dropping wisdom at the very beginning of every episode. I'd also like to thank Johnny Pop for sponsoring this podcast and donating so that we could have the equipment to record. Uh, all that aside, today's episode is um, one that I am very, very happy to release. Uh, I, I've, I've, um, I've liked dolls for a long time, since I was a kid. We go into that a little bit in the episode, but dolls is a paper. I started with paper dolls, um, kind of a paper toy, paper action figure of a comic book that I used to read in Mexico. And it evolved into just a fascination with dolls altogether. And uh, I, I became aware of ball-jointed dolls. And that really blew my mind. So I, um, I did a little looking, I did a little searching. I do a lot of following on Instagram. Instagram's a great place for discovering new and creative things. And uh, Instagram was where I found Danny's Designer Dolls, who we interviewed today, Danielle. And it was a really, really fun, really fun conversation that I had. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about ball-jointed dolls. I learned a lot about Danny. And I learned a lot about uh, myself in the process. it's a, it's a growing process, being alive and being a human in this day and age, and uh, kind of uh, just learning new things. And it was fun. I had we had we talked so we talked about um, we talked about ball joint dolls, obviously, and we talk about ball joint doll creators. Uh, one of those being Rap nineteen ninety three, who. I am so, so going to look into and see if I can discover more, or what more I can discover. Um, We also talk about rabbits and guinea pigs, and who doesn't love baby rabbits and baby guinea pigs that soon grow up to be adult rabbits and adult guinea pigs? Who who doesn't love small furry animals? Just fun stuff. We talked about D&D, really, really trying to get the kids excited about D&D. And it's not always um, not always easy, uh, really time-consuming, and trying to work less so that we can play more D&D. One thing that we learned about was Roll20, or that Danny and her fiancé told me about, was uh, we also, her fiancé makes a guest appearance in this episode. We'll dub him the voice of God because he's in the background and he chimes in every now and then to inform us and enlighten us a little bit uh would be nice to 
maybe talk with both of them one time. But that's for the future. We also talked about being business owners, and if there's one thing that I could, one bit of advice that I could give to anybody about being a small business owner, it's uh, hire a CPA to do your taxes. Because uh, if you're not a if you're not a CPA, if you're not anybody who knows about taxes, you are, uh, to put it bluntly, an idiot. And I had to learn this the hard way. But this isn't a business podcast, so let's not bog ourselves down with all the ins and outs and the number crunching and the, the boring stuff of business. No, let's let's concentrate on the the creative and fun stuff of of life. I'd also like to let you neurons in on a little secret that becomes very, very evident throughout the podcast. I was fighting off a cold or some kind of illness, and you could kind of hear it in my voice. Um, and especially towards the end of the episode, I really, really start to, my, my sinuses just start to inflate with, uh, with sickness and it gets hard to, to talk and hard to hear and hard to hear my own voice. It was just, it's, um, you'll see, you'll get there. Uh, so without wasting any more of your time, let's dive right into the episode. All right. Um, and then now my mind went blank. <laughs> oh no. But uh, yeah, BJDs, be uh, the ball jointed dolls. That's what it stands for, right? Yes. Okay. And it's something that I've kind of had a fascination with for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so when, when I went on Instagram and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to look this up and see what people are doing. And I started following a few blogs, yours being one of them. And I was like, aside from like the, uh, the basic customization or the, 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 I don't even know how to say it because I I absolutely know nothing about like <laughs> what things are called uh, of the community. I'm kind of just like looking at the community from an outside and there's a yeah. lot of words that you guys are using that I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I can try my hardest to help you out with that. <laughs> cool. So like when I, when I, yeah, you do a lot of customs, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that mostly you do customs or... I mostly do customs, yeah. Currently, um, I do not make my own BJD. I Well, I, I am in a process of making one, but all the BJDs you see on my Instagram are all um, from other artists. Okay. And are they handmade or are they just models that you can buy or? Um, handmade and factory made. Um, for example, the number one BJD on my um, blog is Danny, um, yep. <laughs> she's a wrap 1993 resin or resin play things. Um, Danny, that's her factory name as well. Um, wrap 1993 um, handmade her and then um, sent okay. her off to get casted. That's when you're now you're talking in like the language uh -oh. that I'm like. So wrap wrap <laughs> what is it? Um, the creator of Danny. Oh, okay, so he's yeah. the creator. All right. Yeah, she's the creator. Okay, so I was thinking it was like a like a model version or something. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, the creator is Rap1993, and, or you could call her Resin Playthings. Okay. Um, yeah, she and, is the creator. And is she on Instagram too? Yeah, yeah. Cool, I'll have to follow her. I'm a her huge then. fan, yeah. She just <laughs> finished another pre-order. So, so cute. Nice. 
Nice. And I think I misspoke earlier. I called I just out of generalizations, like I referred to her as a he. Oh no, you're fine. Okay, normally right. within the community, everyone's referred to as they or she, but you know, I normally just call everybody they to avoid. Yeah. That's really it. It's kind of like um to like the the term guy. Like, hey guys, how's it going? Yeah. But I don't necessarily mean like dudes. But even dudes now is a weird word. It's a just I say dude word. for everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's it's become universal that way. But uh, you you are not wrong in uh, saying that Danny is the most popular doll on your uh, on on your or in your collection. Yes, yes, she's right. the most popular. And we uh, just added a second resin playthings, Danny. Um, so now I have two. Um, but nice. yeah, all the BJDs I own um, currently are from other artists. Um, but as far as customs go, I do customize anything from Monster High doll to American Girl doll, Living Dead doll. Um, the most popular custom that I've personally made on my Instagram, her name is One Shoe. I don't know if you've uh, seen her. <laughs> uh, I don't, is that how far back was that? Um, I'm actually let me pull up my Instagram right now. <laughs> um, you can see her, the one that's um flipping off everyone. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> or um, or my profile page, or my profile picture. Oh, okay, and what what was she originally? She was originally a 17-inch Monster High doll, Frankie. Okay, that's and see, that's another thing. Like when I started seeing, um, not just like the BJDs and the custom customizations with that, but people were like, "Okay, I'm gonna buy this doll, and then I'm gonna just erase everything and start over." And I was like, yeah. man, "That is so awesome!" Like, man, trying to get like my kids into that. Like, look, this is stuff you could do. Why don't you do that? Oh, it's it's so much fun. You can you can go to a thrift store, buy a doll for ninety nine cents, and end up selling it for three hundred. Yeah, and man, uh, it's too bad that I don't have a brain for marketing or like selling. Oh no, <laughs> I kind of honestly just fell into it. Kind of just showed up like, hey guys, I'm here. <laughs> really, and it kind of you, uh, uh, learning as your growing process, I I guess. Oh yeah, but um. So what started the whole doll customizing thing? Um, actually, it's not as um, insane as people think it is. Um, three <laughs> years ago, I decided, you know what? I'm not too cool for dolls because, you know, I, I grew out of dolls and everything. I'm like, I'm too cool for it. And I was like, you know, Monster High is so cool. I wish I had collected those when I was little. So I went and I bought my own. And I was like, okay, this factory doll is ugly. <laughs> So I decided to repaint her myself and eventually found out that there was a community for it. And I've been in the community ever since. It's been so like going how on three years. Or how happy were you when you when you found this community? Like, did it expand your mind? Oh, yeah, definitely. I was so excited because I'm like, this. I'm taking all the genres of art that I've learned throughout my life and incorporating it all into one, one um, I guess, genre. Doll customizing uh -huh. is its own genre. Um, and it was so exciting because I'm like, there's so many people doing it. I can make so many friends. I can learn so much. And it's not, it's not just, you know, painting on a canvas is painting on a canvas. It's yeah. painting on a, th a 3D object. And it's not just painting, it's sculpting. It's, um, there's rerouting. There's, and I don't want to like use too many terms without, you know, confusing yeah. you. <laughs> 
I tried to write this list. Now wait up, slow down, slow down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, but, that, that that must have been uh, amazing because uh, the one thing that like when I I got into paper dolls at a super young age, and mm -hmm. I wouldn't even have considered them paper dolls because I I don't know. I guess it's just the connotation that dolls have. So it's an action figure. It was a paper action mm -hmm. figure. <laughs> but it really it literally was too because. Um, it was in the back of this comic book that I used to read when my mom would take us to Mexico. And there was this uh, little robot comic that I would, I would read. And it had on the back of it, it was a page where you could cut out this like paper doll and then you'd sew the joints together and you'd have like this thing that you could kind of play with from that's the paper. So cool. Yeah. And so I was like, man, that's awesome. And so I, I like my paper doll obsession turned into like a, a kind of a figure obsession, mm -hmm. but they're so expensive. You go to the stores, you see like all those oh, figures, no. <laughs> action figures, everything. Even the BJDs are like, mm -hmm. okay, I got to put away this much a month and then someday I can have one. Oh yeah. I know that feel. Yeah. <laughs> I have a monthly budget. <laughs> yeah. It's a, 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 an expensive hobby, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, but like the, the paper doll thing evolved into, I found paper crafts online, like people making figures with paper. And I was mm -hmm. like, so that was the next awesome thing. And then for a while, I've been trying to figure out, okay, can you make a, like a ball jointed style doll out of paper? But I have yet I, to actually discover if that's possible. I haven't seen one out of paper, but I have seen one made out of metal. A full metal? Oh yeah, a full metal BJD. And that must, one, be very cool, and two, be very expensive. And heavy. <laughs> oh, and that too. I forgot about the third one. <laughs> So playing with it would be like an exercise. Oh, yeah. Hey, I mean, two for one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, oh, let's get back to Danny because I, I've, I've honestly become obsessed with her. Just the, um, there's, she has this look. Like, there's just something about her that is so, uh, it, it's alluring, you know, it like, a, yeah. like some kind of, uh, a glamour she puts some kind of glamour over you and you're just like oh like well I she is see. a succubus <laughs> that's that's so crazy because it's true and it's actually it's working but that's i really awesome. like it with the blonde hair the blonde hair is a much better look on her oh yeah that cute little bob it's actually the wig that she came with i bought um i bought the peach skin is white peach is that what that danny's resin is called a white peach um uh -huh. i bought her second hand um right after the pre-order for my tan one a few months ago and she she just came with that wig made by the um previous owner and it was just perfect so i decided to keep it yeah i i agree she does look cute with a uh, black hair but i yeah. think the blonde hair works for her much better. yeah um was did you uh did her face come like that or she came like... blank um oh, i painted okay. her and what are you painting with like uh, acrylics or um, I paint with Li Liquitex Basics acrylics. Um, okay. I personally love it because um, it's it's on the higher end level of paint, so obviously price means a little bit more. Yeah. But you do get what you pay for. It's a very good brand. That's that's cool. And uh, is uh, do you put anything over like a glaze or a cover? Yes, um, it's a it's a mouthful. Uh, Mr. Super Clear UV Flat Cut Matte Sealant. <laughs> Um, and the thing is, is, um, unfortunately with resin, it doesn't matter if it's from the same batch 
um, if the dolls all came from the same batch of resin, um, it, the resin can react differently to different supplies. Uh -huh. um, so as far as the customizing community, which even ranging from Monster High to BJDs, the number one sealant on the market is Mr. Superclear. Um, but it's important to get the UV flat cut because it protects against UV rays, which can yeah. um, damage and yellow resin. So it's always good to get the more expensive stuff. Man, like and it's that's I'm like flustered because <laughs> owning a, a BJD is kind of like an investment. Oh yeah, it's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm thinking like we have we have a my daughter likes to raise rabbits, so we have a. Oh, I saw them on your page. Oh, I love rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> I see you. You like guinea pigs too, right? Yes. Oh my gosh, oh. I love them. Yeah, she had um a couple guinea pigs a while ago. But, you know, time passes. And so she started raising rabbits instead. But, man, guinea pigs are something something charming about it. Oh, yes. Pig, <laughs> being like, ah, it, like what they say, they, they do release tension. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're little uh, little happy pills is what I call them. Yeah. And what, what are your names? I, I have Yogi Bear and Butter Bear. Yogi Bear and Butter Bear. <laughs> So the both bears, the oh, yeah. teddy bears, are they, what's their personalities like? Oh gosh. Um, Butters is very um, calm and cuddly. Mm. Um, she's quite the complainer though. <laughs> and um, Yogi is a psycho. Um, she is so clingy to Butters and we had to get them two huts because um, they like their own space. But um, Yogi kept trying to get in the one hut with Butters and Butters would start screaming because she wanted her own space. So we had to give them another hut. But yeah, Yogi is very clingy, very loud, very psycho, very needy, but I love her to death. Yeah, you, you can't help but love your animals, love your oh, friends. Right. exactly. You know, they, but yeah, love rabbits just all over the place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the investment aspect of owning a BJD, wow. Oh yeah. And um, as far as my collection goes, I like to, this is just me personally, I like to get BJDs that can only go up in the value as time passes. Um, for example, um, I have two male BJDs. Um, they are SD size, which means super dolphy, um, or, you know, the biggest size. SD means biggest. All right. um, and they are only going up with um, time because they're not made anymore. For example, um, the one that I have right now can sell for about two grand. Um, wow. And the other one I got for nine hundred, and he can sell for he can sell for two grand as well. Wow, I had no idea. Is it commercial time? Yes, neurons. It is commercial time. Lucky for you, these aren't commercials that are paid for by a corporation. These are commercials that aren't even paid for. I do these commercials for free because I am very excited to be talking with Danielle of Danny's Designer Dolls. And because of that, I would love to share where you could find more on the internet. Uh, Instagram, it's Danny's Designer Dolls on Instagram. That's D-A-N-N-I-S, Danny's Designer Dolls. And uh, you'll see a lot of interesting dolls on her feed. It's really cool stuff, one of a kind, uh, dolls that she customizes. Um, so 
throw her a follow, give her a like, or give her a follow and throw her a like. I don't know, whichever way it goes. But it's really cool stuff. So, there's that. You could also find more Danny's designer dolls on Etsy, where you can actually purchase some of some of the dolls that she creates. And I'm once I get a little green in my hand, I'm probably going to end up buying one or two of them that I, I've got my eye on if they haven't been sold yet. I hope they haven't been sold. Please, please haven't been sold yet because I want I, I got my eyes on a couple of them. So uh, I'm, I'm going to support the podcast by supporting the artists. So head over to Danny's Designer Dolls on Etsy and it's Instagram and show your love and support for the creators that support this podcast. So thanks again for listening and supporting you sweet, sweet neurons, you. Okay. So let's, yeah, let's, let's go to the opposite end. What's the cheapest BJD you could buy? Um, I think the cheapest would be to start with a company called Resin Soul. Um, uh -huh. I got one of their BJDs. Um, I think it was like $130. Um, anything when you get lower than a hundred dollars, you have to start, you know, kind of like questioning it because BJDs are a luxury hobby. They're not mm. supposed to be cheap unless it's a starter company like resin soul. Um, when it starts getting below a hundred dollars, it gets iffy because that's when you can start getting into recasts, which is a whole. And that right there is <laughs> one of the words that I understand the concept, but I don't actually understand like how it works with BJDs, the recasting, the anger against recasts, and mm -hmm. who's doing it, and like I see people being for it too. Yeah, I can I can explain it. I personally don't want to name the names of the companies that do it because. You don't want to, you know, inspire people to go check it out and get interested. Yeah. Um, but recasting, I like to explain it as it's a stolen bootleg copy of an original. So it's, for example, I want a, a coach purse and I go to a flea market. Coach purses can range in the thousands. I find one for five bucks. It's obviously a bootleg. Uh -huh. um, but that's what recasts are. The um, recaster... However, they acquire it. They get the original copy from the company. Um, uh -huh. They take it. They take it apart. They make their own molds of it, and they make their own dolls and sell them for so much cheaper than the original artist. So, is this mostly individuals doing it, or are companies actually doing this? There are actually quite a few companies in China who do it. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's uh. I don't know. <laughs> it's horrible, honestly. Yeah, it's like, crazy. And some people say that um, it's not bad if you're taking it from a big company. And I think that's very hypocritical. For example, there is a company that I follow and I own one of their BJDs. They're called Doll Chateau. Um, they make beautiful pieces of art. But they are one of the number one most recasted companies on the market. They have... 30 plus dolls that they have lost to recasting. Wow. When you say yeah. lost, like they just stopped making them because of the recasting that's been going on. Pretty much. Um, it ends up, people end up buying the recast and they're not buying the original. When some people look oh, at it, man. they're like, why, yeah. why would I buy a doll for $500 if I can get it for 50? So obviously the original 
ends up losing its, I guess, glamour. No one buys it. They're not making any money off of it, so they take it off the market. Um, recently, actually, tw twice, I think, this year, um, Doll Chateau discontinued Doll Chateau and Doll Zone. They're, they're paired, two different companies. Okay. Um, they discontinued several lines of dolls. Um, I don't think an official statement was released why, released as to why they did it, but the word around the community is they just got recasted so many times it wasn't even worth keeping those dolls on the market anymore. Man, that's that's so it's so crazy that for and I don't it's not like that like I think lowly of dolls, but it's so crazy that there's this market like a black market that's messing with actual companies. Exactly. For dolls and recast of dolls. That's and it just became an issue recently. I mean, it's it okay, it has always been an issue ever since BJDs were created. Uh -huh. But as of the past, I guess I would say three, four years, it has gotten so bad that companies are actually going out of business. Small artists can't oh, man, can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And with the advent of uh 3D printing. Yeah. Um that's a whole nother show <laughs> uh, yeah and I'm, I'm honestly i'm still not impressed with the uh the quality of the 3d prints that are being made i still think we're not quite there yet mm -hmm. like for the real professional looking stuff there's a lot of afterward processing that people are having to do like smoothing things out oh, yeah so one of um actually how i plan to get my bjd created is um through 3d printing but obviously you get the you get the pieces. They're three D yeah. printed. They're rough. You need to sand them down, prime them, sand them down, prime them a couple hundred times until it's perfect. Then you take your three D printed copy, not copy. How would I say it? Your original, yeah, your original, uh -huh. and you send it off to a caster who is someone who can make your three D model into resin for you. Um, or some artists do it themselves. Um, but that's one of that's one of the most popular ways is to create it through um, online sculpting, get it three D printed, get it perfected, and then send it off to somebody else to make it into resin. Do you do a lot of three D three D artwork or? Not yet, unfortunately. Oh, uh, I wish. <laughs> what are you familiar with, with Blender? I've heard of it. Um, I was actually when I finally do get into three D modeling, was going to look into the program ZBrush. Uh, yeah, I've, I've tried ZBrush. Um, it's, it's pretty good. It's for like a, what it is. It's cool. Mm -hmm. And for like, well, Blender is like kind of just a full service workstation. Mm -hmm. It's got 3D modeling, animation, and then they just released the biggest update they've ever made. And it completely changed everything, which in my opinion is probably the best decision they made because now they made it easier to navigate the, uh, everything. So I mean, if you if you want to learn, I think uh, uh, and they added like a what is ZBrush does that like sculpting thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's big with a lot of they added that too. They added a sculpting feature to it. Ooh. So, hey, if you want to look, I I highly recommend Blender, <laughs> but yeah, I've heard of it. I just haven't looked any any into goodness gracious into any review <laughs> reviews of it yet. Um, I've seen artists that use it. Um, but the, the talk of the town, as you could call it, is, um, ZBrush, but people are yeah. open to a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. I think, uh, is ZBrush free? I think they were offering it free at one point. 
Um, I've heard that it was free. I've heard that it was free to students. I've heard that it costs $300. Um, I haven't actually looked into it yet because I don't, I don't have the software for it. I'm not even close yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's another thing. Another one of those investment type things. Oh, definitely. But uh, uh, have you thought of like clay or modeling clay or stuff Oh, yeah. Like oh, that? yeah. Um, I try not to say too much about my first BJD because, you know, you got to have that, that um, I guess, presence of uh, surprise. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> um, the, the first part, the, my first BJD is going to be sculpted out of clay. Okay, cool. What's, um, and it, we're going back to, what's Danny's original body? Like where was, where was the company or who made her original that, yeah, form? That's, that's Rap 1993. So she, oh, so she makes her own everything? Oh, yeah. Yep, she makes her own everything. Wow. And yeah, I'm a huge fan. I'm definitely gonna have to look into that now because that sounds cool. Yeah, she um she does all of everything on ZBrush. I believe that she has um, I can't say the name off the top of my head because <laughs> I can't remember how to say it. But there's another Instagrammer that's super popular in the 3D printing community, and I've seen that Rap sends off some of her work to get printed by her, and then gets it sent back. This is pretty cool. I'm going to have to look into this as well because this is, that's a great, like it's, it's awesome that you can make one thing and I don't know why I just never thought about it. I've heard it um, when I was going to art school. Uh, I remember somebody was talking about uh, the model. We had this like, uh, what was it? Some kind of uh, weird statue in front of our school and then somebody was telling us about it. And they were like, oh, yeah, uh, he made a small model, and that's just a larger version of a smaller model. Hmm. So that's like, oh, cool. Yeah. And, and it's cool. Oh, sorry. I didn't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was going to say is it's cool because it's like, hey, I can't, I don't have the material to do this thing. Okay. Well, this artist does. And you meet that artist, you meet another artist, you meet another artist, and you end up, you end up getting a network of people who can help you do things that, like, I don't have a 3D printer. I don't necessarily have the, you know, 500 to two grand to put down on a 3D printer. Yeah. So I'm going to, when I get my doll printed, talk to somebody who can. And it's like, you, you make friends, you get a network going, and it's like, I'll rub your shoulder if you rub mine. <laughs> that's, oh, man, that's so, because like right, right now I'm like, as we're having this discussion, I'm kind of looking in the mirror at my, IRL life mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, I should, this is the kind of stuff that I should be doing like the networking and, and the meeting people who can do things that I can't, that can help me. And then I can help them. It's like, mm -hmm. oh man. And this is all because of BJDs. Yeah. And you make so <laughs> many friends. Oh my gosh. Like I have lost track of all my friendships I've made in those, the simple two and a half years that I've been online. That's, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I guess the podcast is kind of like that, but uh, in, in like a selfish way, I just kind of see this <laughs> as something that I, I got to talk to creative people and it, by doing that, then I put the podcast online and whoever wants to listen to it can listen to it. I mean, yeah. Hey, and then <laughs> these are awesome opportunities for people to learn things, learn things, goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's like, it's, it's like. For example, recasting, I try to teach as many people as I can um, about it, how to avoid it, and how to enter the hobby in a positive, artist-supporting, pro-BJD, legit way. And it's awesome. Like, 
for example, this podcast can teach people. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have to teach me right now. How do, how would I avoid, what would I look out for if I'm looking into buying a BJD and I don't want to buy a recast. I want to, you know, help the community. Okay. Where do I start? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing at a glance is price. Um, I, like I said, I am very iffy and a lot of people are, um, at a doll that's under a hundred dollars. Um, another thing to look at is the company. If you're on the website, a company will sell dolls that all correlate with each other. They all look similar in a way. Um, for example, there's a company called Fairyland. They have a very prominent type of sculpt and you can tell when it's a Fairyland doll. You go to their website and it's only Fairyland. Now, recasting websites tend to have tons of different companies. They're selling Resin Soul. They're selling Fairyland. They're selling Doll Chateau. That's a huge red flag. Um, unless this is a dealer, for example, I have bought dolls through BJ Divas. They are an official U.S. dealer, um, which means they buy the dolls from different companies for me. But um, what else? Goodness gracious. Um, if you are, have these are uh, foreign companies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, BJ Divas like. is a U.S. dealer. There are, for example, um, in the U.S., like there are U.S. companies, U.S. artists. But um, in America, it's as a whole, we are not as, um, I guess, invested in BJDs as, say, China. Are there, there any are huge... U.S. companies making BJDs or is it? Um, I actually, I can't name them off the top of my head, but, um, a, actually a great place to look is called DOA, Den of Angels. Um, it's one of the number one BJD forums and they actually have a list with a link, um, that has cool. all of the U S well, I don't know when it was updated, but it has a whole list of U S BJD um, dealers, um, companies, factories, um, independent artists. Um, that's normally when someone messages me, I send them a link over to Den of Angels because it's, I guess, quicker than me trying to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now another, let's see, another thing that you can, another red flag is when you're, for example, holding, you, you have the doll with you. You are unsure if it's legit or not. Uh -huh. Let's say it didn't come with a COA or certificate of authenticity. Another way to tell is actually pulling the doll apart and looking on the inside. Recast BJDs tend to be very messy. There's no sanding on the inside. There's no care. There's no, no good glue holding the magnets on. They're very messy, rushed, and overall it looks like a bootleg <laughs> um <Yeah. laughs> but if, when you're buying from a company a, a well-known company um let's say let's say a uh, doll chateau the insides are going to be just as beautiful as the outside they're going to be well strung they're going to be poseable they're going to have all the parts it's going to look real um but recasts as a whole are normally garbage <laughs> all right yeah i've seen a actually i've seen a I wouldn't say recast BJD, but uh, my daughter ordered a Miku doll online. Mm. And when it got here, uh, she paid a really, really, really great price for it. And she found out why. Oh, no. When, uh, yeah, it arrived and like the arms immediately fell off. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and 
she was all like, oh man. I was like, what happened? She's all look. And I see this little cheap plastic toy. I'm like, Aww. oh man. I was like, well, did you learn your lesson? She's all, yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. You know, it's worth it. It's to yeah. spend the extra money and, you know, and it just feels great to support an artist like me, myself as an artist, you're an artist as well. It's like, what if someone took our work, our hard work, blood, sweat, tears, and they just copied it and sold it for less. That just hurts, you know? And it's yeah. like, it's like, it feels so good, you know, at us as artists to help and support other artists. That's just how it should be. Yeah, it's a, I mean, we see it all the time. Like, even even if you give your art away for free, like people are posting all their stuff on Instagram, there's always somebody out there who's picking it off and then showing it at cons or selling it online oh, and be like, I did this. It's like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I've had several of my Monster High customs copied, and I've had so many of my photos stolen. Oh, and I saw, I just uh, read the story of the customer who bought that one doll of yours, and it was such an adorable doll. It was such a cute doll, and then she destroyed it and oh, sent gosh, it, or yeah. tried to get her money back. Yeah, that was um, a Shiba Juku custom. Um, similar to Pulips, which is another brand of doll. I don't, I won't get too far into it. <laughs> um, and she was my first Shibajuku doll custom and the customer ordered her and another doll. And as soon as they arrived at, with, with the customer, I just got a list of complaints about things that were in the picture of the listing if they would have just looked. And the funny thing was, is they sent me a photo of the doll in their possession in perfect condition and then sent me another photo of the doll in their possession destroyed oh, <laughs> they just dug their own grave because they destroyed my doll buyer's remorse in an uh -huh. attempt to get a refund and it's like you might have had a chance if you hadn't just sent me the photo of it in your possession in perfect condition <laughs> yeah it's one of those things that movies are made of where people just make that stupid decision like, oh, I got to make a big deal out of this oh so that they take it seriously. <laughs> and instead, oh it's just yeah. the other way. Yeah, and the customer support representative that I was talking to through this whole process thought it was the most ridiculous thing. She goes, this is one of the most ridiculous cases I have ever dealt with. <laughs> I'm having such a great time. Fortunately, I'm interrupting the conversation so that I can ask you to please support the Neon Neuron. I have spent so much time revamping the Neon Neuron website, which is neonneuron.com. Uh, I put the podcast is on there now. You can find my Instagram feed on there. You can find a handful of paper toys that I've designed myself that you can download and build uh, right now we're about we're up to four i have more that i haven't uploaded yet uh, i don't know if i'll upload them because they're a lot of old models and they're really kind of silly but i'll probably throw them up there someday i also have a contact page where you can contact the neon neuron there or you can send your emails to neon neuron podcast all one long running sentence neon neuron podcast at gmail.com if you want to ask us anything if you have any comments or if you want to be on the podcast that's a great place to go neonneuron.com or neonneuronpodcast at gmail.com uh, we also have a patreon and as much as i hate begging 
for money if you could find it in your hearts and just reach into the very, very pits of your pockets to pull out a couple dollars, everything, everything helps. And I would be most gracious to you. So remember, when you're out there on that crazy frontier of the World Wide Web, remember there's a special place for you, the creative person that you are, called Neon Neuron. Dot com. Yeah, that must have been something if she's saying that. Oh, yeah. And the thing was, and it, it sucked at the time, is, um, for example, on Etsy, um, I gave her the option to um, purchase her payment plan. So she made five purchases, which means she was able to leave five reviews. And she left uh -huh. five one-star reviews. And, oh, my gosh. It brought me down a half a star. But we're back up to five. That's good. <laughs> I know that's a uh, that's that's a uh, Amazon reviews these days. You know, you, there was a time when you could trust them, but now it's like, uh, when they delivered the package, it was kicked in. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the product, though. Exactly. Was the product good? It's like that's not what I want to know about. I want to know does the product work? Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy things, and it's I. It's gotten, you know, the more followers you get, the more people see you, the crazier it gets. And it's just every day is a new, I guess, surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's that whole thing. If you if you have haters, you know you made it. Yeah, but oh my goodness, some of these, some of these people. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I should make a scrapbook. <laughs> yeah, so what happened uh, just a couple of weeks ago when uh, somebody reported your one of oh, yeah. posts? <laughs> Someone reported one of my um, posts um for being um explicit inappropriately explicit um but the thing was is the post itself did not violate any instagram guidelines at all whatsoever uh -huh. but because enough people were butthurt about the doll they reported it and it, i believe it was majority so majority won <laughs> jeez yeah. No trial. No, no trial. trial. No, no, nothing. I didn't even get a chance. Didn't even get to defend myself. Nope. It was just removed and it was gone. <laughs> and what did Instagram have to say about it? Um, they just said that it violated community guidelines and they removed it. Uh, yeah, I'm hearing a lot of that over and over. Like with the people that I talk to, it's like always the same thing. Well, this got deleted because uh, who knows? Exactly. And the thing is, is it's so strange because people get away with so much stuff, illegal activity that they post about, uh, um, graphic, you know, explicit pictures they post and art theft even is a huge thing yep. on Instagram. It is so bad and they get away with it. But then my doll gets reported. <laughs> yeah, It's a doll. Yeah. It's, it's, it's trouble. Exactly. <laughs> but even that you have the other, the other Instagram feed for people who like that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, and then I'm one of those people. <laughs> the hard thing was, was like, a okay. So I got familiar with Danny. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, this is such a cute character. Like she's obviously using her powers on me and I'm just <laughs> trying to, I'm going through your feed and I'm looking at every photo set that you have. And I'm like, this something, something about her. And then, uh, okay. I find out you have another feed. All right, I'll check <laughs> that out. I'm over 18. I'm an adult here. <laughs> and I like one of the first photo sets I see is of her, and I'm like, I love her even more. <laughs> uh, no, I felt like I shouldn't be looking at this. Like, what am I? Oh, look, what is she doing right there? No, don't do that. No, like the two reactions. <laughs> ooh, I love it. Or ooh, should I love yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. And then after a while, I'm like, 
yeah, I should be looking at these. These are nice. <laughs> That's Especially great. like that one. But it was just I, like, it was funny, the initial moment, the, that initial feeling of seeing Daniel. I mean, Danny, I don't know why I said Daniel. Freudian slip. <laughs> don't tell my wife, please. <laughs> but uh, I see I see like the, the Danny in, in this intimate position. And I'm like, oh. Hold, hold, be still, my heart. What am I witnessing? <laughs> like something magical, even more so than I. And ever I've done thought. a good job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a true artist. There you go. You invoke something in people. Exactly, I invoked an emotion. I have done my job. But how, is it you at this point, or has she taken on a life of her own now? Oh, she's definitely taken on a life of her own. She has her own story. She rules my page. You know, she does what she wants. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you do any other art or like um, storytelling? Like you, you play Dungeons and Dragons, right? Oh yeah. So, I love Dungeons and Dragons. My um, fiance and I are both just nerds for it. We love it. That's cool. I would trying to get my kids into it, but uh, I don't know anything about it. I, <laughs> I do very little. I had a cousin who went and we stayed with him for a weekend and he, we played like this long campaign that he was just making up as we went along. <laughs> And I just remember, I was like maybe 11, 11 years old, 10 or 11 years old. And just being like, this is the coolest thing ever. And he was just telling this story and we were playing along. And from then I was like asking my friends, you want to play Dungeons? Let's do Dungeons. <laughs> and we would try to get started, but nobody was really oh. like wanted it as much as I did. And so yeah. I, finally I gave up. So well, I, don't I mean, know there's online it. games. Hey, I mean, I um, I have a physical game um, back home at my old house, and um, I play online with other people too. Mind you, in person is so much better. But no, it's so great. Like, online, not like World of Warcraft or anything like that. You're, you mean like actual cities over Discord? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all on Discord, and then um, I can't remember the name of the website, but there's a there's a Roll twenty, roll twenty. Roll twenty. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was but... that the, uh, the the voice of God that just like? <laughs> <happened? laughs> yes, that is my fiance. His name's Alex. Nice. Okay. He got me into the hi. <laughs> Says hi. <laughs> he How waves. does he feel about the BJD? Oh, he likes it. He's very supportive of the hobby. Um, he thinks that my not safe for work blog is the funniest thing ever. But um, <laughs> sometimes he gives me ideas for what I should post on that. He's, I'm like, I can't think of something I need uh, on that page today. And he's like, well, you could try that position. <laughs> but, he's, the, he's, the, he's the brains behind all of it. Yeah, sometimes, hey. But yeah, no, he's super supportive. He, he helps me in the hobby. Um, he's gotten me a few BJDs too. It's but I mean, he's got his hobby with computers. Um, I've got mine with dolls. Cool. That's yeah. It always it's always nice to have a community, and I don't get out much. I'm working all the time. If I'm not working, I'm spending time with my kids. So like, my community is very small, and it's mostly online. Yeah. I mean, that's where all my I guess my people. <laughs> no. <laughs> all of my honestly, all my friends are online. All of the people I talk to, everything I do, and. That is some of the strongest bonds I have ever made has been online. Yeah, that's that's like, oh, it's a crazy phenomenon of the internet. Mm -hmm. Like just, and, and uh, one, one of the crazy things that was blowing my mind the other day is I was watching something and they were calling people by like their online names. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's the world we're in right now where <laughs> people have these cool names and that's who they are like. People will call me neon, and I'm like, that's cool. I'm neon. 
And then like the more people tell me that, the more I start being like, I'm Neon Neuron. That's me, man. <laughs> yeah. Like when I play on Xbox, I'm Wabbits because my um, username is Hunt into Wabbits. Uh-huh. So everyone calls me Wabbits. And I'm like, hey, yeah, that's me. <laughs> it, yeah, it's so such a crazy, crazy. Like we're getting so much into that world that we see on movies now. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, we shall see Skynet. No. <laughs> right. Oh, we're there. It's kind of, it's been. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're and just we, waiting for their chance. <laughs> uh, we got over it real quick. We're like, ah, whatever. It's going to happen. It's gonna happen. I don't think people are that. We, there's a couple of people who are like still blown away by the concept of Skynet, but most of us are just like, yeah, Skynet. Yeah, it'll happen. Whatevs. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to keep doing my thing. But yeah, pretty much. I think what we were, we were talking about uh, the online Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. So it was Roll 20. Yeah, I don't. I will admit, I am. I'm still a noob when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons. Um, like the newbiest of noobs, um, and I have a. I struggle with the online aspect. Um, my fiance is so much better at it than I am. Um, teaching me, I'm getting there, you know. But it's yeah. gonna take a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I personally like the um, per, like in person. Personally, like the in person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so much more fun. Like, for example, the the group name for my um, at-home campaign, we are called the Chesty Bandits. <laughs> um, yeah, we're a group of girls, and then uh, my fiancé runs the campaign. It's the most fun I have ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. At this and point. hey, they have Dungeons & Dragons for beginners, and they have it made for kids now, too. They, have a, um, they released a, I guess, kids line. So kids can learn it. So, hey, maybe your kids can. So like a, a box set? Yeah, for kids. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to check that out then. Yeah, because uh, they have the, what is it? One of the editions are free online. Mm-hmm. So we downloaded that. We printed out all the pages. Yeah. With my daughter, I'm like, here, read it and give us a campaign. <laughs> and so she read it and we started to, but um, we kind of just, I don't know, I guess time. Yeah, it, time it is starts. quite time quite time consuming oh my goodness just coming up with a campaign um because my fiance is way better versed than i am and coming up with a campaign can take months years even yeah uh years yeah oh yeah if you're (laughs) if you are into it enough and into it as hard as some people are it can take you years to get it perfect and hey games themselves dungeons and dragons games can last years yeah that would be fun. Mm-hmm. But do you do any uh, LARPing? Um, mm, I, I guess I could say once at a Renaissance fair, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not as much as I wish I could. Uh, like the, the full armor or? Oh, yeah. I had um, I dressed up as the Inquisitor from Dragon Age Inquisition. I was a Canari. Um, and my fiance actually has a real full set of steel armor. <laughs> and we were just it was just you know acting it out yeah, having so much do. fun having that full set of armor just lying around <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah but i do the costume makeup portion and um he does the armor and it's, it's awesome that's cool man i gotta get out more we had <laughs> a renaissance <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh and your mom also does the bjds 
Um, she is not into BJDs yet. I gave her oh. one of my old ones. Um, she's getting there. She wants to make one. Um, but we'll see. But she is into the Monster High customization. Um, she's oh, like okay. me. She can do any brand of doll she wants, but Monster High is her favorite. So that's what she sticks with. Um, and she also makes like uh, accessories. Or do you make access? Do you both make accessories, or is it we, just we both do? Okay, that's cool. And that's with uh, Sculpey or yeah, um, epoxy, uh, epoxy sculpt, super sculpty, pretty much anything that works. Um, there's poly, poly dough, poly mold. It's a um, plastic that when you heat it up, it becomes moldable, and then when it's hard, it, it's hard as a rock. Nice. So that's cool. And how often are you customizing stuff? Um, or I guess what's the um, uh, so you got you got the customizable items with clay do you and the clothes that most of them are wearing like um, the BJDs yeah um, I don't okay I don't personally sew I know everyone says go ahead and learn you should learn I will eventually <laughs> my mom is the seamstress and um, I also have um, friends in the community excuse me friends in the community who I call um, talent, like I do, I do talent trades with, um, or I call them commission collabs. I say, hey, I need this dress. I can't sew it. You're a good seamstress. If I pay you, will you make this dress for me for my commission? Um, and they make the dress, the customer pays for it, and the customer pays for my doll. So pretty much they get two pieces of art from two different artists all in one. Nice. Like uh, it would uh, example be the nightmare before christmas dress oh no that was actually um from a um craft mall that i have downtown where i live i um we walked in for the first time and i've actually never seen a shop that has doll items before it's a little booth in the um craft mall that it's all doll size things and i'm not sure who the artist is because they don't have their business card anywhere but um, I mean, if I knew, I'd promote them. But yeah. the dress that that dress that Danny was wearing is uh, made by someone else. I mean, I wish I know who knew who. But yeah, because that's a really nice dress. Yeah, and it's perfect because who doesn't love Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about like the other clothes? Um, like, uh, you, uh, well, I'm sorry. You just told us that you commissioned some of it. Yeah. Um, as far as my BJD clothing goes. I either get it, you know, secondhand when I order a secondhand BJD. Most of the time, you know, it's it seems to be common courtesy within the BJD community that when you're buying a BJD from someone, you include extras like clothing, eyes, wigs. Um, so I get a lot of my clothing from buying my BJD secondhand. Um, I also go on Etsy a lot. Um, there's a huge market for anything you can think of for a BJD on Etsy. Um, and sometimes I commission friends for clothing um but yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool all right so etsy and uh etsy oh yeah etsy and etsy it's seriously there is everything anything you can think of props to miniature props food um computers anything it's awesome and here i'm doing sweeping and mopping every night of my life when i could just be making <laughs> doll stuff Oh yeah, exactly. And um, 3D printing for BJDs is huge too. Sculpting, I mean, it, it's it's a huge market. There's even houses for them, small doll size houses where you can have your BJDs or room boxes where you can build your own stack of scenery that you can put your BJD in. It's it's so cute. It's just miniature people. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, like, I was thinking like, what's the fascination with with us and 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 
dolls and like making dolls and like i know that i have a there's just something that i you know i guess i told you earlier when i was a kid that it mm. kind of kicked off there and then it just escalated and now it's like well i don't really want a bjd that would be really yeah great. i mean hey after the podcast if you ever like you i mean if you want to get into bjds others oh my gosh i know so many companies <laughs> but I, I have such good things to say about um companies and obviously um I mean, hey, if you like Danny, Rap's going to be having another pre-order next year. <laughs> the, um, the pre-order things, uh, that's kind of new to me. So mm -hmm. the pre, like uh, if you want to get one of those dolls, then you pre-order whenever they're doing a pre-order? Yeah. Um, or sometimes um, they have them in stock. Like, hey, I have five dolls in stock. I'm going to be releasing them on my website at this time. Come get them while you can. Um, but then there's also pre-orders where it's, I'm going to be, I'm going to be releasing 30 of these dolls go to my website and reserve your reserve or purchase your slot for the doll and when the doll comes to me from the factory and sometimes it takes a you know a whole year then yeah. the artist will ship the doll to you because you've already bought it wow man i need to keep my eye out <laughs> but uh, but when it comes to like the uh the the monster high or the I guess the more American dolls. <laughs> uh, my main question, the biggest question I probably should have asked this at the beginning is how do you get the original face paint off? Oh, um, I use 100% um, pure acetone. Um, okay. You can actually get that at Walmart in the nail polish section. Um, actually really affordable too. Um, but some people like to use 50% um, alcohol. Uh, I've never had an issue using 100%. But yeah, it just it wipes it right off. Huh. I didn't know that. And it's kind of weird knowing that it's that simple. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but also, you know, you got to be careful. For example, um, vinyl, which is what BJ, not BJD, um, Monster High heads are made out of, takes uh -huh. acetone just fine. Now, the bodies is a whole other story because that is hollow plastic and the acetone does melt the bodies. All right. So that would be like a those plastic models with mm -hmm. the rubber cement glue that's high in acetone now that you yeah. mention it. <laughs> but I tend or to just, it, when I want to get something off a plastic body, I tend to just sand it right off with a high grit sandpaper. It's so much easier. Okay. So acetone and sandpaper. Yeah. But um, acetone is also not recommended for BJDs, um, resin BJDs. There, all, there are also vinyl BJDs, but um, it's not recommended that you put acetone on a resin BJD because it can eat the layers of resin. There's um, my favorite brand called the Win Windsor and Newton Brush Cleaner, which is so much softer on the BJDs. It takes a minute and some elbow grease, but it, it you know, saving your doll overall yeah. is so much better. Yeah. Windsor Newton, good brand. Yeah. <laughs> I like their, their Series 7 brushes. Oh. Mm -hmm. but, but, oh, yeah, but speaking of art, do you do any art? Because that's what I think I asked us to try to do. <laughs> um, I have practiced, studied, done a whole bunch of different genres. I mean, um, unless I say otherwise, all the face-ups you see on my BJDs are me. All of the custom high, Monster High dolls, unless I say otherwise, are made by me. Um, I've painted, printmaking, digital, canvas making, sculpting, jewelry making, pottery. It's just, I've been doing, 
I've been in art since I was two and I made my first uh, finger painting and it just never stopped there. <laughs> nice. And uh, does it pay the bills? I guess that's um, the, this is a question I ask everyone because uh, there's a couple artists who are like, oh, you know, I get by. And then there's another people who are like, nah, I just ain't paid the bills. I still got to do my day job. And I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> Let's um, <start> together. <laughs> <laughs> Where I stand, um, it's just a side thing. It's just a side job. Um, uh, it doesn't pay the bills, but it sure does help. Um, yeah. Now, for example, um, you know, higher, I guess, follower count um, companies, you know, who are up in the hundreds of thousands of followers um, when they release a doll they can they can price it whatever they want it will sell and i actually not too long ago witnessed a um artist who i'm a huge fan of um release a doll and unfortunately her um, website glitched it was supposed to cut off at i believe 30 dolls and it didn't people just oh, kept ordering man. um i heard that she, in in that in the first 10 minutes of this doll being released she made almost $500,000. Um, yeah, but obviously, you know, that yeah. wasn't realistic. She couldn't get that many dolls casted. She couldn't actually keep all that money. So she had to refund a whole bunch of people. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you've got the name, if you've got the brand, you can make a living out of it. Do they, uh, has anybody made any paper mache dolls? Oh, actually, a lot of um, BJDs, the beginning of them is made out of paper mache. Um, like some people use 3D printing, some people use super sculpty, some people use epoxy, some people use paper mache when creating the base for their very first doll. Oh, okay. But nothing long term, right? Um, not that I've seen so far, but I mean, I would be surprised. There's so many creative artists coming out with things every day. Like, is there um, kind of like a a one-off art scene type part mm. of the community where somebody would make like just one doll and be like, it's the only doll of this model. Uh, and then sell it for a couple thousand. Um, yes. And no, I mean, for example, that artist I was talking about earlier who made so much money in that first 10 minutes, um, her releases are limited. And she does maybe once or twice a year. So say, you know, after the pre-order, it's been five months. All of a sudden, she's got one doll. Like, this is a doll I've had in stock. She can sell it for whatever she wants. It's just one single doll. It's not a pre-order. It's not a stock doll. It's just, I have this doll. I'm selling it. Um, uh, so then people are yeah. just willing to pay for it because of because of it's the last one, right? Oh, yeah. And one of a kind. For example, when... um. You know, um, this last pre-order with my Danny, um, my second Danny was in cocoa skin. Um, from what we know right now, um, which, wrap... which, uh, which doll did that become? The one with the cocoa skin? Savannah. Okay, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, from what we know so far, um, she may change it in the future, but Rap will not be releasing Danny in that color again. So that just upped um, the cocoa okay. skin Danny. Her value just skyrockets. Man, this is it's like getting into Bitcoin. It's like, oh, I should have got into it a long <laughs> oh my gosh. time ago. Not even kidding. I was talking about talking to my fiance about that. Like, we should have gotten into Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hate that. That, And then you get into it. You're like, oh, a couple bucks in. And it's like, oh, it's too late. You just lost all your money. It's exactly. <laughs> or it's like, wow, I just don't have enough money. Okay, I'm out. Yeah. Can I buy a fraction of like, what, what 
fraction of Bitcoin can I buy? <laughs> can I just have a little? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it honestly, I mean, I didn't know, this is just me personally. I did not know that I was going to be, I, I didn't know I could be entrepreneurial. I didn't know that I had any idea how to run a business. I had no idea what I was doing. And it kind of just, I, I was, I just showed, I literally just showed up like, Hey guys, here I am. I'm Danny's designer dolls. Nice to meet you. And <laughs> it just kind of happened, but it is not as stressful or hard as people think like it running a business, um, especially online, you know, cause online is pretty yeah. easy, easier. Um, in some cases, it's not that hard. It's fun. <laughs> that's at least you think so. <laughs> But no, that's uh, I, I, that's what I found too. It's not as hard as people make it. Like we started our own cleaning company, and mm -hmm. uh, we're doing all right. We're not doing bad. Uh, the second year was probably our worst year, just because that's when like things get real, and you're like, okay, now we got to pay taxes. Yeah. Like I'm official. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My mom, um, her dolls are her side business too, but she's um, she has a cleaning business too, her own uh, cleaning business, and she uses dolls as a side hobby. But she was so <laughs> mad when she finally had to do taxes. She goes, "I have to be a registered business now. Darn it!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, this is what people keep telling me. The worst thing you can do as a small business owner is your own taxes. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Just um, keep your receipts for yeah. everything. <laughs> yep. Take picture, take picture, take picture. Oh yes. Record everything, keep track of everything. And you know, I'm coming, I'm, I'm realizing that, you know, I'm, I'm going to need help. Like yeah. especially this coming year, I've made too much money to not register and I have, I need help. I've got hundreds of receipts. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the worst. It's good making the money, but uh, do it all the paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I wish all this paperwork would just blow away. What is yeah. it that Mike it's Wazowski says? <laughs> yeah. I know it's worth it. It's fun. It's a great, it's a, just, it's a great thing overall. Being a small business owner, stressful. Yes. Worth it. I'd say yes. Yes. In the long run, it's definitely worth it. And Hey, you can never say that you're unemployed. So yep. it's like, yeah, no, I'm self-employed. <laughs> I'm just not working right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, is there anything you'd, uh, any, any other place we could find you? Instagram, uh, Etsy? Um, I'd say right now, Instagram and Etsy. I do have a DeviantArt. Um, I try to stay up to date on that. Um, I would say Instagram is the best place because that's up to date. That's every single day gets updated, you know, daily. Um, I have a Facebook page, but you know, I should probably work on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the thing that Instagram makes easy life easier because it posts to your Twitter, your Tumblr, and your and your Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So, Especially when you have everything all linked up. Yeah, because there was a there was a time when I did not want to go on Facebook. It was just everybody was just so much negative energy. Oh my gosh! And, right. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm staying off of Facebook. Forget yeah, that. Yeah. That's and Instagram, where I started. Oof. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I started on Facebook, and I'm glad I got out of Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, but Instagram, I think they there's a a good format in there that. Uh, sorry, my nose is getting super plugged now. So. Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I can hear my voice getting a little weirder, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what just happened. It just like started stuffing up, but uh, it's, uh, was it 
Facebook bad, Instagram good, but yes, Instagram pretty becoming much. bad, and everybody's <laughs> moving to Twitter now, and then something new is going to come. So who knows what the future is? Exactly. Um, who knows what I'm even trying to say anymore? <laughs> no, I I totally get it. No, I totally get it. Facebook is not artist friendly. Instagram is becoming, it's it's iffy. It's it's fifty fifty every day. Um, yeah. There's a new. I mean, Etsy, Etsy even is no longer artist friendly um they're becoming money hungry um oh, that's the worst. like what patreon tried to do that move where they wanted to make the customer pay more yeah <laughs> but now um there's a new website out newer website called big cartel um okay. where uh -huh. you you pay monthly like for example etsy can raise fees whenever they want big cartel you pay for your sub subscription like for twenty dollars this isn't I, I don't know it inside out. I'm just going to make this up. Um, for $20 <laughs> a month, you can have 20 listings and it doesn't change. Um, or, hey, if you spend, you know, 30 bucks a month, you can have 50 listings or something like that. Um, I haven't seen too many artists using it. Um, only two that I know of actively, you know, you know, vouch for it, are super into it. You know, just people are a little iffy, you know, moving over from, you know, Etsy, which I'm yeah. used to, it's like that's my home. That's where I've been, you know. Moving over to something completely no new, a whole new format. Yeah, I'm still surprised. Like eBay's still around. It's like <laughs> right, but, but people don't. It's not really an auction place anymore. It's just a place where you open a store now. It's yeah, basically all it is. It's like, um, goodness gracious. So I have to say though, the um, the <laughs> scamming that's been going on on eBay, just yeah. you know, people trying to scam people over. It's getting so crazy. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that brings us to the end. I am so glad to finally talk with you, and I am so glad you give us Danny. <laughs> of course. I mean, I love talking about her, so if you ever want to do it again, I'm totally up for it. And there you have it, Neurons. My conversation with a very creative Danielle from Danny's Designer Dolls. I had a very, very fun time speaking with her and learning about a hobby that I will probably end up getting into as soon as I get paid. And as soon as uh, that happens, I will also head over to her shop on Etsy, Danny's Designer Dolls, and pick up a doll that I've been eyeballing for a while now. One of her one-of-a-kind uh, models, custom-designed dolls. So. I would also recommend that you head over there too and just take a poke around, follow her on Instagram. And if you're new to the hobby, new to the craft, uh, you learn something new. It's, it's uh, really fun, really, really exciting too. Just that the things that people can do and the things that people are doing. And that's why I love doing this podcast because it, it opens me to so much creative experience. I'd like to remind you as well that if you're looking for more Neon Neuron, you can head over to neonneuron.com where you can find the more episodes. You can also find my paper toys and donate. I'd also like to thank WizWars for making the intro and the outro music. Uh, it's phenomenal. Head over to WizWars at bandcamp.com and check out more of the music. Uh, also, thanks to Duncan Trussell for being the unofficial guru of this podcast. And once again, thank you to Johnny Pop at the Unstoppable Johnny Pop on Instagram for your support, your friendship, and your example. 
And especially thank you to you, dear Sweet Neuron, for listening to this podcast. I will see you next time. Neurons that fire together, wire together.